What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Gunter, and today we are joined by the Quran Reed. Uh, now, full disclosure here, Quran is one of my uh, one of my buddies from college, and he also happens to be currently a defensive lineman in the NFL. So Quran was drafted out of Princeton in the fifth round of the 2014 NFL draft by the Detroit Lions, buoyed largely by looking chiseled at his combine. Look it up, folks. But since he has played for teams that include the San Diego Chargers, Indianapolis Colts, the, the, the formerly known as Washington Redskins, the Dallas Cowboys, and most recently, the Arizona Cardinals. So Karan's had a really great career, but I have to say, without a doubt, my favorite stat is that he has had not one, but two touchdowns over the course of his six-year career. Uh, is there anything better than when a big man makes his way into the end zone? I dare say not. So if you've ever wondered what the NFL looks like for guys who are not named Tom Brady, then buckle up because it is absolutely wild. You're going to have your eyes open. So Karan has had a number of highs and lows. So he's battled through some serious season ending injuries. He's seen a lot of adversity. Uh, he's dealt with the very ugly business side of things. It often doesn't care about how talented you actually are. And while dealing with all of that, he seemed to defy the odds and is now going into what will be his seventh NFL season. I think I think the average career spans only three to four seasons. So it's been incredible to hear what his experience is like, what it actually takes to make an NFL roster year in and year out. And I think people are really going to be blown away by what these guys are asked to do. So it was a great show. I had a lot of fun. Sonia loved it, which I think is always the, the good litmus test for how good of an episode this is going to be. So I hope you enjoy it as well. If you are enjoying the show and you're not sick of listening to me, pop on over to Instagram where you can see what we're doing day in and day out. What I try and do is I try and take a lot of the stuff that I learned from the guests on the show and incorporate it into my own training, which has been a lot of fun. And I have to say, in addition to stuff that I was already doing, like by taking a lot of this, I, I'm I'm continuing to break my own personal records and more to come on this soon. I'm actually going to be attempting a world record in weighted pull-ups. So uh, keep an eye out for that and, and check us out over at Instagram at the underscore professional athlete. Uh, if you're also enjoying the show, please do leave us a rating and review. If you listen in Apple or iTunes, leave a rating. It certainly helps new people find the show. It helps when we try and secure guests and uh, wherever you're listening to us, please do subscribe and follow. So you get the shows each and every week. And uh, like I always say, man, cannot thank you enough for those who've reached out. I truly, truly appreciate all the positive feedback we're getting. And what has been an absolute blast is it's coming from all over the world. And I'm actually going to be doing an Instagram live next Thursday with someone in India, which is just, I mean, when I was planning on doing this podcast, I did not foresee that ever being something that I would do. So it's been an absolute wild ride. I'm, I'm loving it. So thank you for everyone who's showing support. So with that said, let's welcome Quran to the show. <laughs> Too much to do. Yeah, I gotta get going. I gotta talk to you. 
I really believe that a lot of the things that make a great athlete make a great person, you know? And so sure. it's like my whole backstory is kind of like, yeah, I played college football and then, you know, went on, started working, got married, had kids. Oh. And like all these things I thought I was doing well, like the cracks kind of started to show once like all these yeah. other like responsibilities and stresses kind of yeah. like came into my life. So it was like my own little journey of like, damn, like how, how do I kind of get my life back on track? And one of the things I turned to was like, all right, I want to start working out again. I want to start training again because that was just like a huge positive. And kind of like going through that, it was like, damn, in the last 10 years, a lot has changed, actually. <laughs> just with regard to like, I mean, even just like strength training. Yeah. But nice. the mental performance side of the things, nutrition. And I was like, you know what? Like, let me see if I can take some of these things, kind of try and adopt into my own life and like see if it can help me kind of like get out of this little rut I'm in. And uh, sure enough, like it certainly did. And just through conversations with a lot of the guys that like you and I played with, you know, like talking about like, man, did you know about this? Or uh, people are doing this from a mental standpoint. People were really interested. I was like, you know what? Like what people are doing on like the elite end of things. Yeah. Like it's so applicable for just the average person. But there's like a big knowledge gap. Oh, that's real. And so that's that's kind of where like uh, the impetus for this podcast kind of came from. And so like along the way, dude, I've I've gotten to have awesome conversations with folks. Yeah. Um, but the reason I want to reach out to you is like one, you're playing in the NFL, and you've played in the NFL now for a long time. You've probably defied yeah. defied <laughs> defied the odds of just like the average NFL career. Um, yeah. Let alone a guy coming from the Ivy League. But. You know, what I'm assuming, uh, I hope not incorrectly so, is you probably have a really unique perspective on just like perseverance, resilience, like the mindset it takes to succeed and like overcome adversity that I just think would be like so powerful for people. Yeah, yeah a lot has happened to me in my career, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, as, as much as you're willing to talk about, dude, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, all good. Nuts. And I'll ask you this too, like, is there, you know, anything in particular that like is top of mind for you? You know, like, I mean, I have this perspective of what it must be like. Um, but if there's anything that comes to mind for you, it's like, you know what I really want people to understand is, is X. Like, dude, then let's, let's talk about that. I mean, there's always just the, the thing. I think social media helps a lot more now to educate people because yeah. I think the first thing is like, we don't make as much money as as people think we make, uh, <laughs> like two, my salary is never guaranteed. See, that's so crazy. I only had one guaranteed thing since I entered the league. Hmm. And, um, that was my signing bonus when I got drafted. Yeah. Um, I actually once got cut on cut day because as a veteran, if I'm on the 53 man roster week one, they have to guarantee my salary for the full year. So they cut me coming out of camp and said, All right, we'll bring you back uh, in a couple of weeks and it brought me back week three. And I played the rest of the year uh, no just way. because it, <laughs> just because <laughs> they didn't want they didn't want to guarantee. But I, I appreciate them being honest. Um, that was one thing I was like, yeah, I get it. Y'all are cheap, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not a five million dollar a year salary guy. Like I'm not right. really hitting y'all over the head. So even if y'all cut me later on and you still were on the books to pay me it's not breaking your bank at all. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Just cause like if they cut me during the season, I would make that. And if I signed on to another team, I would make 
I would have to get paid by them too. So I can double dip, um, which Ooh. is a beautiful thing. It's, it's really nice when it happens. I know like maybe the four guys who've, who's a, who it has happened for. And they were just like, yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Dude, the NFL contracts are so wild. Just it's, one, the fact that, like you said, nothing is guaranteed unless it's explicitly like yeah. demanded within a contract. But just yeah. like, I, I'm, I, you know, I pay attention to like the week to week rosters. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'm paying attention to you and I'm just like, it's insane the amount of guys yeah. constantly shuffling around. Like, I, oh, people, yeah. people don't realize that. And the worst part about that is that when you get shuffled around, you're expected to play like you've been there the whole year. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, listen here, like I, even last year, it was, it was ridiculous last year. I went yeah. on like, I had like six or seven workouts during the season. Um, some like me, some like, wow, we want to get a physical on him, see if we have any openings. One team worked like a bunch of people out two days before I got there and signed one and said, if I had been at the workout, a couple of days before I would have been on the team. I was like, it's not my fault. I, I was home. Like right. but, uh, this past year I went, uh, I went, I went to the Cardinals. So I went there and uh, I had worked out there earlier, like this was week 13 or 14 at the time. And I had worked out there maybe week four. Yeah. So by then I was like, all right, I don't know what's about to happen for the season. I might like call it, not call it, quits as a career, but at least call it for the season and just say, mm. all right, we'll get back to things next spring, see what who's talking next spring. So I was like, all right, let me ramp down my training and just like start doing maintenance stuff. Then they call and I'm like, oh God, all right, let's go. Like I'm happy because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get a chance to play. And yeah. then at the same time, I'm like, am I still in shape? Like these guys have been playing since September and I'm right. coming in in late November, beginning of December on a team that's not going to the playoffs. So yeah. they're already a little more lackadaisical and I need the work. Um, so I get there and first week I get in practice. I'm like, man, I show them that the coach is like, oh, man, you should have been on the team all along. We can't believe we got you. And I'm like, yeah, you know how the league is. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. Like I, I and then the worst part is so I get there and then all of a sudden I'm practicing. The coach is like, yeah, we're going to get you 20 to 25 snaps on Sunday. I'm like. I'm cool with that. I, I need that. That's fine. 2025. 20, I can do that. Um, what, even what, would, what would like normal be like if you'd been on the roster all year? That would be around. That would be around the reps for a rotational player would be around yeah. 15 to 20. Okay. 15 to 20 snaps during a game, um, which was like a good game. Like if I get 15 snaps, I'm killing those 15 snaps to the best of my ability. And that's like ideal for me. Yeah. Um, especially as a rotational backup. Hmm. Um, and uh so like I, I get there and then that Saturday, we finish the walkthrough. I do my reps and everything. Saturday, they're like, hey, uh, the GM wants to talk to you real quick. I'm like, GM, like, what y'all want to give me a contract extension? <laughs> I only been here four days. <laughs> and they're like, hey, uh, we're going to have to let you go. And yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> they said, uh, we're going to have to let you go. Uh, we want to, we have to bump up. One of our DBs are hurt is hurt and we want to bump up one guy from the practice squad and you're the only guy we could, we can risk uh, not suiting up tomorrow or not being active tomorrow. This is Arizona this last year. Yeah. Yeah. So this was day, this was, this is the first game I'm there. And um, 
<laughs> it's crazy. Um, and uh, so I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, y'all do that. At least I still get paid for this week. And they're like, well, we want to bring you back on, on Monday. So <laughs> a couple of weeks before this, I, I didn't even tell you this, but a couple of weeks before this, I had worked out for the Browns. Okay. And the Browns were like, we love you. We want to sign you. We just have to figure out how we can do this. So we want to keep you overnight. Um, and then in the morning, we'll sign you. We're 98% sure. They call me the next morning. Hey, we couldn't make it happen. So they had me stay. I stayed at a hotel in Cleveland that night. And no, they call right. me the next morning and they say, hey, we couldn't work it out. Um, we have a car waiting for you outside to take you to the airport. Do you even have a flight? Like, yeah. do you like know they by the time I get to the airport, there's a flight. There's a flight that's leaving in like three hours from then. Holy cow. Yeah. So when the so when the so when the Arizona's like, hey, we'll sign you back on Monday and it's Saturday, I'm like, I really don't trust y'all. I really like at this point I'm like, listen, y'all Cleveland, but the only thing, the only reason why I stayed was because Arizona was so far from New York. So if they if they had called me and I went back to New York, I would be so upset having to do that flight again. Right. So yeah, I stay. It's, it's cross country. Yeah. yeah. So not I had to, to stay. Not to expose my lack of uh, geography knowledge, but no, uh, yeah. it's damn near. <laughs> Trust me, I did. I didn't until I went there. I did not realize how far it was. Yeah. I was like, oof, this is in the middle of oof. Yeah. So yeah. They tell me this, and I'm I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, and I think I don't know if they would have. And then the worst thing is the guy who says he wasn't going to play ends up playing. The guy who was hurt that I got released. So another guy can bump up. That guy ends up playing. The other guy is inactive. The so one that they bumped yeah, up. Yeah. So you could have just stayed on the roster. So I could have been on the roster, could have played, which they were planning on giving me 20 to 25 snaps. And uh, one of the guys, and then one of the D linemen gets hurt in that game. Hmm. So then that's my. So then they. <laughs> They really, so they really needed. needed. Uh, then they were like, "Oh man, uh, yeah, we really need you yesterday." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Bro. Like, <laughs> don't don't try to make nice with me after you just cut me. Right, right. I mean, right. and I get bonus money per play, so they took money out of my pocket too. Oh yeah. Uh, then I went on that next week to start. I started three games at the end of the year. I went right. from. <laughs> I, have, I have so many questions. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to jot them down because this I, is just so crazy to me. It's it's ridiculous. But I went from on the street at home yeah, to on the roster to back on the street to playing 40 snaps, 41 snaps, and then 56 snaps. So, like, mentally, I have so many questions. But, like, how, I mean, like you were saying, how do you go from not even being on that team all year to after only a handful of practices, like being asked to start, like how do you take in the playbook? Like, is your role simplified in any way that it's more digestible or is it just like, do you gotta, you gotta come on board and figure it out in the next week? Yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not cutting the playbook to help me out. They're not doing anything. And I mean, I just, there are some coaches that are that come into NFL that are stealing. Um, I think they had a really good defensive coordinator. D line coaches were not on the same page, which was a struggle. Mm. Um, so for me as an individual, I was, for me, I'm like, listen, if I'm here at the end of the year, my technique is my technique. Don't try to change the way I play. It is what it is. You can help me out, learn the playbook, but don't 
touch the way I play. Hmm. It's like, like too, yeah, it's like too. It's too late. There's not enough time. What you trying to change? Like, I'm not going to change. It's like, what is it? Like ten thousand hours? I'm not going to change. And, <laughs> and, and it, yeah. So it was. I had. I had. Uh, normally, in some situations, it's easier. Like I, <laughs> I went to uh, when I went to the Redskins. I went to the Redskins in like 2017, like my big journeyman year. Yeah. And the coach was like, "Listen, I don't know if you're going to play, but if you play, all you're going to do is pass rush." So you don't need to know the playbook. So he didn't teach me the playbook. And I was, I was on the roster for four weeks. I did not know a single play. What? Your yeah. job was just when you're on the field. It's just, it's a pass. I, I never played. I was uh. inactive. Every, he knew I was not going to play. <laughs> and he was just like, well, we can get you. We can show you like all I did was one-on-ones in practice. All I did, like literally he was like, he gave me like every single one-on-one for every single from for every single position, he's like, just go, just go, just rush, go back again, show him you can rush. And I would just win, 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 win. And then they brought a guy who played the same position as me on the roster. And I was still on the roster, just sitting there, just like, I don't know why I'm here anymore. Kind of waiting for the day for them to cut me. Dude. So like uh, mentally, and I hope you're cool that we're like starting yeah, already. Because now this, this, this story is awesome. <laughs> mentally though, like how, how do you deal with all of this? Oh, man, I, I I think when I was if this would happen, have happened to me in my second or third year in the league, it would be a lot rougher. Hmm. Um, like just just being able to know I know who I am. I know I could play ball. Yeah. Just let me the playbook thing is simple to understand after a while. Every team has their nuances, but like the reason why I'm here is because I can play football and you know, I can play football. Um, once I figure out the way that they right. want me to play, I'm just like, all right, I got this. But when I was a younger, when I was a younger, yeah. whoo, I was so, I had so much like doubt, anxiety, all that stuff. Like I had to get like a sports psychologist, my first, like after my rookie year, going into my second year. Cause I was just all over oh, the okay. place. Man. Yeah. So so having that experience and then like now I'm just like, all right, you need me to play tomorrow. I might not be in shape, but uh, <laughs> I can give you a good 10, 15 plays. Right. Yeah. How, how did the uh, sports psychologist kind of help your approach to the game? Was it uh, was it more like dealing with like your uh, confidence in like your ability or was it? Uh, yeah. Let me, let me just ask you, like, what was it? Yeah. It was a, yeah, it was definitely one confidence in my ability. Uh, right. Cause when I got into the league, I was a fifth rounder from Princeton um, um, who was on the same D line as Indomitian and Sue. Oh, he's pretty good. And yeah. And Nick Fairley was really good. <laughs> Both of them like, and I was supposed to be, and there was another 11 year vet on the team. Ah, so okay. was, those two monsters, CJ Mosley, really good vet. Yep. And then me. So, <laughs> and it's the funniest thing ever. My first game, the coach was like, we really have a three-man rotation. Um, Sue, Nick, and CJ. You'll be there in just in case of emergencies. Okay. Like, literally, Star Spangled Banner is, is, is playing or whatever. Right. And then he's telling me this right after. So, I'm like, hyped up. <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> and then he tells me. Yeah, you're not going to play. Like, <laughs> just uh, take it easy. Yeah, he's like, you have your uh, one job on 
goal line and that's it. So for me, like my whole rookie year, like it was, it, it wasn't until week 10 yeah. of my rookie year in which like things just started to turn on for me. Like most people hit the wall, but I was at the wall from jump. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just banging away at that thing. And then like, it was, we played the Patriots Then I had a really, I had some really productive stuff and my coach was like, this game was the first game that you finally looked like an NFL defense alignment. Okay. And then after that game, I didn't play again for the rest of the year. Really? <laughs> they had a numbers thing with like Reggie Bush. So like you, you got a Reggie Bush crump, you know? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So I literally, they went 3D linemen for the rest of the year. And, uh, cause they had another Reggie. guy who, who could play inside on pass rushing downs. Yeah. So it was a little, it was a little weird. Um, but, uh, I needed, so I needed that confidence boost greatly just cause my coach told me straight up, he said, listen, the way that you played this year will not be good enough to keep you in the league next year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I appreciated the guy that drafted me. So I, I mean, I love him to death for, he was always honest with me. Yeah. Um, and I love him for death for that. Cause he was like, listen, I'll tell you straight up, you come back the way you left here. Like you might get on the practice squad, but we don't see you making this team next year. Wow. Um, which was cool. So, I mean, I got in the offseason with Sue, did everything he did, and then I got hooked up with his sports psychologist, and and we literally just hammered on, like, literally every single detail of, like, from me waking up in the morning, what I tell myself on the way to work, hmm. what I tell myself, like, before practice, what I tell myself when I'm getting down in my stance, how I review plays, like, being in the moment, being present in the moment. Yeah. Like that was the biggest thing for me, like just being present in the moment. Like I could tell based upon a play, like no one has to, if I was focused on a play, no one has to tell me what I did right or wrong. Hmm. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I know I messed that step up. I, I, my hand should have been here, but it was here. Like it's, it's very like, so that, those little things of just being in the moment and, and having that ability to self-evaluate it was like the biggest thing that, that I took away from that. So I, even to this day, like I keep it, I have every time I go to the game, I have like three things written on my arm. Like yeah. These are my, these are my steps, whether it's like stance, get off hands, huh. three things that I need to like, make sure I do every single play. Cause if I do that, then I'm more likely to be successful than, than I'm successful. So, I mean, you, you know, you said it was the ability to self-evaluate. So was it, um, was it like giving you the confidence in that, you were able to make the right decisions or was it like, uh, I, I don't know, like oh, what kind of like, did he change about your perspective that kind of like, cause you've been in the league now six more years on top of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think changed? Um, it was just, uh, it was definitely like, like ability to be like, I'm coming in here and I'm going to wreck stuff. Yeah. And I don't think I ever had, like I had that killer instinct at, in college, but that's just because I thought everyone was trash. So it was a lot easier. It's a lot easier to play when you think your opponent is straight garbage. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, you yeah. Never, yeah when You're you the never, big fish. Yeah. I was like this, like they would be joining it. They would get me getting together on like Friday nights to watch film. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I watch film. I'm good. <laughs> So, I mean, do you think in that, in that change from year one to year two, um, was it just the mental piece or was it a combination of both? Like the training with Sue, like, did you come back physically, uh, at another level than when yeah. you left year one? 
Yeah, I was like 20% body fat and I shredded down to like 15. Okay. Um, I lost a little weight, but I was like, I was eating better. I had a chef. Hmm. Um, so I was eating a lot better, um, more consistently. It cost a lot of money, but like, I think that was one of the things that that whole period of time in which I spent a bunch of money just to start pretty much was what saved me pretty like saved my career, even though it was like, yeah, you could have been a statistic of just being like in there one year and then out the next, but that, that whole thing and being able to be a starter in the league for 14, 12 games, something like that, yeah. that, that got me right. Um, and then the, I think that plus the mental piece of just being able to focus and like, I used to be thinking about how I would look on film before the play even began. Ah, uh, is that just a byproduct of like how heavily you guys are scrutinized in the league? Yeah, and that start, and that kind of came to came at me during college, like my my last year. Just a lot of pressure, a lot of people putting, like even me putting more pressure on the moment than I actually was. Hmm. Like I would, like people were talking about film, like NFL, like right before the season started, I was like the top um, one double A NFL prospect, and I was right. like. Like <laughs> it was yeah. a little daunting. No, I, I was like, I was like, for real? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know who else is out there, but all right, let's go. Um, right. But uh, yeah, so I just, I was just in my head a little bit, and some of the coaches, like the coaches, called some terrible blitzes that made me do a lot of things that I was like, and I didn't get my stats up, and I started to get worried about that. So uh-huh. that kind of like seeped into like my rookie year, in which like. I wasn't able to be who I was because I was so worried about doing things right. And yeah. then I became like kind of robotic. Um, uh, I was like, well, I checked this square off. I got off. I got my hands on him. He went down. So I went this way. Okay. Ball. Ball ran past me. Oh, no. Like there's little things that I was just wasn't, I wasn't playing football. Like I yeah, was. Yeah, you weren't I was, playing. Yeah, I was checking boxes, but I wasn't playing ball. Which is one of the things that I've learned, like, over time. It's like, listen, you got to, like, it's crazy. Uh, your old coach would say this a bunch, like, just be a football player. Oh, and, <laughs> and, like, and like I just want to, like, it under, it makes sense when you're, like, the freedom. But, like, when you're trying to, when you're trying to learn, ask, uh, get a good answer to a question, it's a terrible answer. But, like, when you're trying to, like, understand the freedom yeah. of the game, that's like, yeah, I need to be a football player instead of, like, trying to be someone who's just a, a a placeholder. Yeah. Um, especially at D line when you're supposed to disrupt and display stuff. Like, yeah. yeah and I, I could see how, I mean, in football, it like, it just, it's even more evident, right? Yeah. Because like, I mean, people could probably relate to this in all facets of their life. Like you just feel like you start going through the motions and yeah. like on paper, you're doing the right things. Um, but like in football, if you do that, like you get exposed really quickly. Are you just another guy? Yeah. Like, you can do that. You can do that. Oh, not to bash O-line because they have a hard job, mm. but like at O-line, do your job. Right. And if you're, if you're a big, uh, two gap in nose, hold the two gap, right? Mm. If you're supposed to be a disruptive three technique, disruptive five technique on best upon defense, even if you're supposed to be a disruptive nose, you gotta, you gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go and don't worry about what's happening tomorrow. Or what's happening in this play? Like you go, you mess everything up, and then they, you figure out things from there. Yeah. Like so, 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 so take me to uh, season two, man. So you start how many? Almost fourteen games. Yeah, I think it was like twelve. So I started off the year. So, oof, man, 
Just tragic stuff happens. Uh, I was in camp competing with one dude for the no, starting let's, job, let's right? No, let's do it, man, because I think... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was competing with this one guy for the starting job um, during camp, going neck and neck, whatever. Practice, every practice was like, all right, he's the start of this practice. All right, now he's the start of this practice. Okay, he's the start of this practice. We get to the first game. I get a sack, whatever. All good. All good in the hood. And then second game, I end up being a starter and then, like, second play of the game, someone rolls on my ankle. Hmm. And so I have an ankle sprain. So I'm, then they're like, all right, you're on the team because I kid, like I came back second year and, like, focused. I didn't care what happened. I was like, if you try to block me, I'm getting in the backfield. You right. might block me, but I'm disrupting something. Yeah. Uh, so I at least learned that lesson. So we're in camp, whatever. Second preseason game, roll my ankle, high ankle sprain. I'm like, man, this is tragic because I was doing good, like – the coach, like coaches would say, like, I, they've never seen a player take such a great step from year one to year two. Okay. Because, like, year one, tier player, year hmm. two, legitimate starter. Yeah. Um, and, so, and for you, I mean, like, you know, what what do you attribute it to? Was it, was it just the sports psych? Was it? Uh, what, what was it? Was it just the mentality of like that? That like you said, like I, I don't care what happens, I'm gonna disrupt something. Yeah, it was like I had to get that instinct in. Like I yeah. just like not like Terminator, but like I have one mission. Like it was crazy. I don't I don't know how I mentally. I mean, now I understand it as like this is routine for me. Hmm. But mentally, I would just get down. I'd be so wired. It's like all right. I knew the way that we played in Detroit. There was like. If I'm in a three technique, I get off. He goes down. I go down flat off his off his tail. If yeah. he tries, if he tries to, if he tries to reach me, there's no way he's reaching me because I'm puncturing his shoulder. If mm. he tries to give me a flash trap, I'm I'm bite, I'm not biting on the flash. I'm going down with him. Like so, there's only like a couple uh, reactions that you have. Yeah. So I just wired in on these reactions, and you weren't you weren't gonna get me. Like yeah. no matter what, you weren't gonna get me. Yeah. Like I was so wired to then where, wherever the ball was, you would have to run to the ball and touch the ball and touch the ball carrier in practice. Huh? Okay. So even if it was like a bomb down the field, 60 yards. Oh yeah. You got a haul, but oh, <laughs> even in the NFL. Yeah. And that was just the way that they trained us mentally. So me mentally, I was just like, gotcha. Good. Mm. I got it. No one's going to outrun me to the ball. No one's going to beat me here. No one's going to do this to me. So I was just go. Yeah. And so you just had that killer instinct. Yeah. And once I got that, man, I didn't have no doubt. Like I didn't doubt my, like I had some doubts. So like I was still working on my pass rush stuff and trying to be a better pass rusher and uh, trying to figure out that side of the game. Cause like, it's, it's a little different than college, but at the same time, like if you have confidence in your moves and your moves are decent moves, they're going to work. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just getting that, just getting that down and just be like, all right, no one's going to deny me. Cause I mean, I, I, I realize like that I'm, a, I'm a good football player. Right. I realize there are things that I do better than most people in the league. Yeah. And when I put those things together, I'm a legitimately good player. Yeah. I'm not no Aaron Donald. I'm not, <laughs> but I can ball. I can ball a lot better than a lot of guys who are stealing out here. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So I, I, I realized that, um, my second year. Okay. And so, and then I, I cut you off. I apologize. So, so we're in week two, you roll your ankle. Yeah. But you've made a big jump. 
Yeah. So they're like, all right, you're on the team. We just got to get you healthy. Okay. Um, then I, so then I start to get back healthy, miss week one. I think I missed week two against uh, some other team. And then week three, I think I back, which is the first game against, it's against the Broncos who won the Super Bowl that year. Okay. Um, and I am like struggling. Um, but it's just like, they're just like, yeah, you're rusty, whatever. You're rusty. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then, what should we call it? Then the next game after that is the Seahawks game. And then, oh man, that, that game went rough because Haloti got hurt. Another guy, the other guy who was starting, who I was competing with the starting job, he broke his leg. Oh, wow. And then, so it's me and a rookie. Oh, and okay. and I, the rookie was kind of like me, um, like the year before, where it's like, I'm not really, like, not really sure. He, he had a little more bravado. He was a little more outspoken. I knew I wasn't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He was at No one like, told him yet. He needed, he needed a reality check. Yeah. So it was me and him in the Seahawks game. And I was like, ooh, Lord have mercy. And like at the end of the game, I get a touchdown that game. Yeah, I remember this game. Yeah, literally that game, it's only two of us out there. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so I get a touchdown, and the coach is like, hey, love you. Yeah, good job. Yeah, get back out there. <laughs> wasn't, this Monday, wasn't this Monday Night Football? Monday Night Football. Dude, I remember because I texted you after that game. Because, I mean, yeah. I'm a Seahawks fan. And I was watching. I was like, what? what? Come on. <laughs> yeah. jumping, jumping off my couch. So, like, literally, like, after that, after that guy gets hurt, it's like, oh, you're the starter now. Yeah. Like you, you competed for this in the season, and you're the starter now. And the next game after that, oh, man, it was bad ball. Because it was me again and the rookie. He was starting, too, because Haloti was out. Yeah. And that game was tough. Arizona, it was probably one of the worst defensive games. Well, I don't know. They scored, basically, they scored, like, 44 points on, like, 30 plays. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was something, it was really bad. I was, it yeah. was, it was rough. Like, okay. yeah, yeah it's because of the way that Seahawks game ended. Like sometimes guys aren't able to recover. Right, right, right. And uh, a short week. Yeah. Yeah. But they brought it. Like, I don't, like I was talking when I was at Arizona, I was talking to one of the guys who was there. Hmm. Uh, uh, he was talking about how like Bruce Arians tells him how much like he loves, he loves productivity. And he was like, this was the most productive game he's been a part of. <laughs> and I was like, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it was like the center for them. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Um, and like, it's funny because I meet like guys that I played against in that game. And they're like, yeah, we remember that game. Like, I was, uh, I was like, yeah. He's like, I think I played against you. one of the guys I met, uh, Mike Ayupati. He's like, I think right. I'm, I'm, I remember your name from Silver. It was like, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh no, it's probably just airport yeah. or something. And I had like my my grade for that for that game was so bad. Oh, it man. was so bad that my coach texted Sue because hmm. by then Sue was in Miami, and Sue texted me my score for the grade, my grade for the game. He was like, "Is what you putting out there?" I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, not again, not again." Yeah. And then after that moment, then it was on. Yeah. Then it was so how, how so how'd you turn it around? I just like I think like because it, it it was a little bit like you take so much time off, and that's one of the things I, I talked about earlier. Like when you take time off of football and everyone's still going, it's it's really hard to 
especially at certain positions where you can't really replicate it without actually doing it. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to get back in. So literally I just, I was just, I nitpicked myself. I was, oof, I hated watching that film, but I watched it, watched it over and over and over again. My coach cussed me out. And I was like, yeah, you're right. This ain't going to happen again. Yeah. Like that was it. Like uh, when you have a, like, the beauty of like having good relationships and having good coaches, it's like, they know, like, and they know, they know they don't got to yell at you to get you going. Like, I hate when a coach tries to yell at me because I'm just like, bro, I'm a man. Like, here, <laughs> not going to talk to me like I'm, I'm a college coach. Even in college, they yelled at me. I just sat there silently. Right. Like, I remember Boric and, and Verbit trying to get a rise <laughs> out of me, but I would not, I would not budge. And they thought, like, I just, I just had no emotion for the game. I just didn't want to respond to them yelling because I didn't want to give them that power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh so he got like he got to me it's a is in Chris Casari. He's he's coaching the the 49ers D-line right now. Oh, like, okay. All, all them dogs up front. So when you see them hunting like the way they are, yeah, they're really talented, but it's because of that, man. Yeah. Um they're pretty good right yeah. about now. <laughs> but uh yeah, he just he was like, "Hey, you can't have this happen." And then I don't remember what the game was after that, but I think maybe like two games later, we played the Vikings. Okay. I had my best game that I've had uh, since I've been in the NFL. I had like four TFLs, um, <laughs> a sack, a bunch of quarterback hits. Like that yeah. was a game in which my coach said, if you would have told me last year that you would have had a game like this, I would laugh and say, yeah. you're joking. Yeah. Like it, it was just one of those days that I, like I felt like I'm on. Um, but like everything, I, the guy just couldn't, no matter where I lined up, the dude was just like, not ready. Yeah. And it was I, like, coach asked me I, when I got the sack, he was like, what'd you do? I said, coach, I don't even know. So, so t- take me through like the, the rest of that season, right? Because now you're at a point where you're starting, you're balling yeah. out, right? I don't know about balling out, but I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. You're playing. So, all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't gonna say balling out. Cause I mean, I had like, 30 plus tackles. Um, but it was, it was, man, it was, it was, we had some highs and we had some lows, um, but I had some really good games there, which like kept establishing myself, kept making my name known. Um, okay. Later on that season, someone else, uh, terribly, the same ankle I, is it the same? Ankle? Yeah, the same ankle that I sprained earlier. So we got a new guy coming in in the season and he's rusty. And he's not playing. We actually get two new guys. It's kind of weird because um, our GM got fired midway. Oh, okay. Then we had like, yeah, it's GM getting fired was the whole reason that I got out of Detroit the next year because the new GM wasn't a fan of guys who weren't uh, over 320. Um, uh, so, okay. yeah, so the GM gets fired and they start bringing a bunch of new guys. And then we're playing, they were playing the Raiders and I'm killing, killing this dude. We're playing the Raiders. And uh, one of the guys takes a bad step and the old lineman just shoves him and shoves him and he lands on my ankle and all I feel are like crunches. Oh. And then like, so he like got some bone spurs, got displaced and now they're just floating around my ankle and I'm just hurting. Yeah. And then from there, then it's like a whole nother time of like me trying to thug it out for the rest of the year. Uh, then I'm just like, ah, I don't really feel good. 
And I'm just like trying to figure it out because the coach, and then like at this point, like the coach is like, listen, you can sit out a game and we'll let you, you'll still be a starter when you get back. And I'm just so shook because I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't go back. Like I, I know what happens to guys when they do this. Next thing you know, I'm on IR mm. and then I can't finish out the year. Um, but then I try to thug it out. I, I do decent enough, but it's definitely a, a, a decent drop off from like where I should have been. I still play well, um, but it's not the same. Yeah. Um, but I finish out the year, then go to year three with a new GM and I'm getting ankle surgery to get a scope. Hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, listen, I started last year. That should at least give me some leeway of like, all right, we like this guy. Mm-mm. The GM, GM drafts somebody in the second round, signs two free agents. Uh, Haloti's back. So that's four people right there. Right. Uh, then I don't even know if there's going to be a fifth D lineman role, but literally he signs four. So I'm just like, at that point, I'm like, I don't know what's about to happen here. My buddy's like, hey, just tell me you want to trade. I'm like, I don't think I got, I don't have the juice like that. <laughs> so right. you're requesting a trade in my third year um, yeah. after like being hurt. Um, but so I go through there and like, I don't do anything in the spring. Um, oh, I get back in the spring. Okay. And then I pull my calf. Okay. <laughs> so I like don't get to participate for the rest of the spring. And they're like, yeah, we don't care about this. We just want you ready for camp. So I miss all the spring, come back in for camp, pretty rusty. Uh, and by this time, like my coach is like, listen, the GM is trying to write you off. And mm. I'm, I'm trying to let him know, like, once you get going, you're good. Yeah. And lo and behold, like I, I start, I guess, start getting going in like the second, third game of the preseason. And then my coach is like, uh, and then like I'm, I'm, I could feel it. I could feel just the way things are. Cause I've been on, I've been on the team for the past two years. So I can feel it. Like when you're not going forward with the team, right? Like they start to like have, all right, first group, this second group, this, and then you have one guy rotating the second group. And I'm like in the third group. And I'm like, and the guys are looking at me like, yo, Quran what's good. And I'm like, bro, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I just started last year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, I don't know what's happening, but I just do what I got to do. Like practice is nothing for me at this point, like going against, guys in the third group i'm just like bro just just trade me or let me go like yeah. i did the fourth piece in the game kill it and i'm like i'm just like yeah let's i'm ready to go at this point i'm yeah. like yeah, i'm out of here i tell him i tell my chef i'm like yo i'm not about to be here they're ready to start packing a go bag they released oh, me man. they released me and the gm was like yeah i'm i'm sorry uh uh, he's like, yeah, I want to just say thank you for all the good things that you did for this organization. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then, like, when I go to, like, the head coach to do the drafting, I'm about to, I'm about to cry because I'm like, coach, coach. Like, I'm just sad. I'm like, yeah. I was ready to leave, but I wasn't really – I didn't want to leave, you know? Yeah. Like, it's one of those things, like, all right, I get how the situation is going, and I know what's about to happen, so I'd rather it happen sooner rather than later. Um, Whatever that happens, and then – meet with the coach and then I meet with my D-line coach. He's like, man, I try to tell them that you could play. And then what, but by that time that you really came alive, they already just moved on and huh. picked their five for the year. And the crazy thing, he didn't even tell me 
about who the fifth guy was that they that they chose for the D line because he knew I would have been upset when he, if he told me because that guy mm. was not better than me uh, at all by far like by far but they had given him some guaranteed money so he told me the the three guys that they picked and I was like okay and then when I saw the list I said he got and I was like all right you know forget Detroit and it, <laughs> uh. And uh, we uh, ended up, uh, I went up to the, the Chargers that year. Yeah. And then they, they were like, when I got there, I was playing. They're like, how did you get cut? Right. <laughs> I was like, man, it's literally everywhere I've been. That's like the whole story. Like, how are you on the street? How'd right. You get, how'd you get cut? I was like, bro, it's this league is crazy. You, you can... If you were in a good situation with the same GM for all these years, you can get you can have a really nice, uh, somewhat tumultuous free career. Yeah. But if you end up with a bunch of different GMs, man. So, so I mean, like you know, <laughs> people are terrified of rejection, and I feel like from what I'm hearing so far, like the NFL is just nothing but like rejection and adversity, like how, how, how do you deal with that? Is that something that you were just kind of like, you're naturally equipped to deal with, or is it like a resiliency that you've like built up over the years? Yeah. I, uh, I think the first time I got released, I was like, it hit, it hit me hard. Like I was like, man, this is, this is wild. Yeah. Uh, then I, uh, but then I got picked up the next day. Okay. Uh, the third year, not third year, fourth year when I was hurt and I'm coming off the, came on off the ACL, which I shouldn't have done. And then I, I, um, got released, but then I did not get picked up the next day. That mm. one was tough. Like, cause I was home just waiting, waiting. Yeah. Um, so that was the time, that was the time I actually had to look at, cause at least like first time I get cut, I get cut, I get picked up. It's like, all right, cool. That's not real. That's like just a, like a transfer. Yeah. Uh, but when you get when you're sitting at home and you see other guys and teams are like, yeah, we'd rather go with these guys than you. Right. Then that hits. But at the end of the day, you're just like you just I just had to be like so sure of myself. And I mean, just because I've seen it, I've seen what's out there. I Like once you see like you see the other guys that you're competing with, you go on a team and it's like. Guys are like, why aren't you playing? Like right. when I was on the Redskins uh, for those like four weeks, the strength coach was like, why aren't you? Why aren't you? You're not suiting up on Sunday. I was like, nah. He's like, what? Because he would see the practice and he would see me in practice, and he's like, this guy's good, right? He's like you're not suiting up on Sunday. And then the defensive coordinator would be like, don't worry, man. We're gonna give you your shot. We're gonna give you your shot. I'm like, all right, whatever. But like, when you know what's out there, it's like, all right, this isn't. A lot of these things are business decisions. Yeah, a lot of these things are business decisions because I know I could play on any on any D line in the NFL. There's yeah. some that aren't built for me, but I know that I can play on any D line in the NFL. Yeah, regardless of if it's a three four or four three. So I know I'm confident in my abilities, whereas that's regarded. But. uh like I, I, it's it's just harder to sit at home and to be waiting around for something that might not come. That's the only thing that's that's a little difficult to deal with. Yeah. So uh, how do you uh, how do you stay focused 
during those times, right? Because I mean, like, you know, I, I've, I've got all the places you played up in front of me, but I mean, since San Diego, you went back to Detroit, Washington, Indianapolis, Dallas, Arizona. Like, it's incredible. Like, you've been playing since 2014. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like a lot of those times, man, it mu- there must have been so many moments where you're like, ah, is this it? You know, like, yeah. did that ever cross your mind? Maybe, maybe I'm assuming too much. No, it, uh, so it's crossed my mind twice. So in 20, okay. uh, 2017, when I, when I was bouncing around a bunch of teams and then, but in the initial, in the initial time in which I was home and I wasn't getting any workout calls, then I was like, uh, like, like I didn't know what to do. Uh, yeah. Cause it was just so foreign for me to be home for six weeks. Hmm. Um, and then this past year, at least I would like when I'm not getting workout calls, then it's a weird time. So yeah. even like we, I talked with my agent and we were just talking about like, all right, if you don't get a call by this date. Um, then I think it's time to start thinking next steps in like oh. life. And then I was like, woo. I don't know about that yet. Uh, right. And then like, so then I had a work, then I had like two workouts in which I killed the workouts. Yeah. I just went straight hand. Like no, like, um, and then like the way that they talked about me after the workouts, he was like, all right, no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Cause one of the things I got knocked on is my weight. Um, yeah. like when I got released by Indy, uh, in this past preseason, they said, uh, like, Oh, we're looking for some bigger bodies. And I was like, and what what are you weighing right now for people listening? I will right or now at that time maybe. At that time I was 295. Okay. Yeah, but light, light. The thing the thing is I never look my weight because I have I'm more muscle than fat. Right. Like you. Uh Thanks man. Uh but like so we're going to we're going to take that clip and that'll be the promo. <laughs> <laughs> like so for for me I'm just like I'm 295. Yeah, this joker that you're cutting me for is 285. Um, But he's tall. That's another knock that I get. But like, so I would get that knock. So what I did this past year for my whatever, I I put on like 20 pounds. I like went from from the preseason. I was I was like, I lost some weight at the end of preseason because I was like started train back heavy. And I was like, I'm gonna be 290. And then I heard people saying like, uh, we would talk to teams and be like, yeah, we're just looking for a bigger body. And I was like, all right, bet I'm going to be the bigger body you're going to need. So I went from 290 to 312. Wow. Yeah. I was not playing. Like I literally like, it was harder to run, but like, I was like, listen, no one's ever going to use that excuse again. Yeah. You don't have to find something else in your notebook uh, to use other than we need a bigger body. Cause if you need a bigger body, I can be 315. I just choose not to be because why? Like if I can do the same things yeah. at 295 and still be just as effective, it makes no sense for me to be 315 just to right. check the box. Arbitrarily. Yeah. But mm. since I realized like, all right, if I want to get to 10 years, this is what I have to do. Then I'm not going to be an idiot and be like, I'm standing on my principle. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not trying to. 295 or bust. Yeah, I'm not trying to lose money because I did not want to uh, gain weight. Like, yeah. So right now, I'm just like. So, so what are you at right now? I'm like you... 305, 307. I okay. have to, I have to continue to do. Uh, I'm gonna do another bod pod um, to make sure that it's the right weight. Because when I put it on, now what's bod pod? 
or not bod pod, like a uh, like a body fat measuring system. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have, think I I think the one I have access to is like a stem one where you put your hands on the poles and oh, fill yeah, up your yeah. stem runs through. Yeah. So that, I have to do that just to make sure I'm on the right track because uh, I don't want to. Last year I was just eating because I was like right. I need to put on this pound these pounds uh, faster than or uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. So. Like I remember I had one workout with the Raiders, I was three oh eight, and then like next week I had a workout with the uh Texans and I was like three twelve. Oh wow. And they were like, You're three twelve? I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Cause sign, I sign me, come on, man. What's literally like I would tell like they would call me, like, Are you ready to work out? I'm like, Yeah, how much you weighing? Three oh eight. You can move at three oh eight? Yeah. Like I just choose not like it, everything's a choice. Like I I think a lot of guys that are look bigger bodies just have bellies but like if they took away their belly they would all be like 280 right no yeah you're right if you pull it down just like muscle mass yeah i'm just like but so how how are you training then when you're at home because in the off season you said you're in portland right yeah so i'm a really good trainer uh he's uh he's like modified some stuff i had to buy a bunch of gym equipment like i bought Uh, like three pile boxes a trx a couple of kettlebells that I think I got overcharged on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you bought them recently, then. Yeah. I, I, I know I got like, I bought like 60. Is it 60 pounds? Probably like 26. Yeah. That's like 60 pound kettlebells. The guy didn't have like a sticker at the store. He didn't have, he just said, he just spitballed. He said, well, it's normally around two pounds per or $2 per pound. So let's just call it a, uh, <laughs> Let's call it 240 for the two of them, huh? I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, you got to call me for the negotiation. That's all I, I, was, I literally had just got off a plane from Portland. It was when I first came over. I got off the plane right. and drove straight to like any gym that was open because it was like yeah. everything's shutting down. And I was just so unprepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everything else on Amazon is like, it's, yeah. So I, I bought like a bunch of stuff and, and luckily there's a park that's open. But before I realized the park was open, I was running on the side of a parkway. Um, for, <laughs> Cause the grass was, the grass was green and it was like, Oh my gosh. I'm disturbed and I needed to get my runs in. And most pe- people driving by are like, Oh, there's a crazy yeah. guy out here running. No, he's a, he's an NFL player. And I'll be yelling too. They're, they're definitely, <laughs> in, the, in the Bronx, they definitely think crazy big guy. Cause there's right. nobody from that. <laughs> Right, dude, yeah. the Bronx, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they just look at me, it's like, what's he, what's he doing? Why is he yelling? Why is he running? I'm not running that far either. It's just- right, <laughs> right, just short, short bursts. <laughs> so, so how does it work now? Because all right, you were on Arizona yeah. uh, for what the last three games? Yeah, so yeah, three. I got, yeah, I got the four. I got the game check for the uh, for the uh, game they cut me before. So, yeah, <laughs> right. The, the game day where they didn't need you, but actually yeah. need you. So, so how does that work then? Are you a part of Arizona's off season squad? Like, no, th- um, not thankfully, but, uh, I, uh, we didn't sign a two year, um, mm. because you never know what's, I did that when I, uh, I did that at Indy in 20, at the end of 2017. Okay. And then by the time 2018 came along, um, they had drafted pieces. So that were just like, Drafted and signed people, and it was like, uh, we don't need you. So you uh, end up in a you end up in a terrible situation 
and you're stuck rather than being free right. to like join any other team. Um, so I had to be on Indy um, in 2018, and that's a that's a whole other experience of like literally doing nothing all year. Really? Yeah, I did like two plays of practice, and I was just I was just miserable. I was like, someone get me out of here. Yeah. But I, then I went to Dallas for 10 days and did enough in those 10 days to um, earn the contract. But then they were like, that was a team that was like, we don't want to guarantee your salary. So we'll sign you back later. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm free, which is, which is a good thing. Um, especially, okay. especially uh, given this, the way that things are working out with COVID and the fact that there's no real spring ball. Like yeah. teams have off season programs and they have meetings, which are not really that great meetings. Hmm. Um, so they're doing that whole thing right now. And right now I'm just waiting. Um, teams are going to figure things out in, in July right now, slash through July, um, as they try to understand who they have, um, on their team. And then as camp begins, you kind of see like, can this rookie contribute right away? Is it going to be like key in the development? Do we need to get a veteran in? Um, because we're not on shore with this rookie. Yeah. And then you have the high probability that there will be a good amount of injuries because guys are missing this time of right. year. Right. Um, so that's 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 another thing. Um, because especially guys don't know, most guys, a good amount of guys don't know how to train properly. Guys yeah. just go out and just train. And they're like, if I sweat and I work hard, I do these two a days, it's going to work out for success. But it's like, oftentimes you don't need to be doing that at this time of year. Hmm. Like the season's not starting till September. You don't need to be doing yeah. two a days. Like I want to say, yeah. uh, like people see like JJ Watt, what he does. And that's, that's insane. Um, like, I mean, if you have 24 hours in a the day, there's no reason why you need to wake up at 3 a.m. to work out. But some guys do that stuff because it like gives them that kind of bravado, like, yeah, I'm working. Um, yeah. But at the same time, they're also putting themselves at risk. Um, so you have that whole thing. So I'm, I've, I, for like a guy like me and like other veteran free agents that are out there um, who are not signed, it's, it's, a, it's a really good situation to be in um, just because you get, might get into a better situation than you had previously anticipated. Yeah, And um, so for me, I'm just like, I'm not expecting to sign anywhere uh, probably till August or maybe late July. Okay. Um, I mean, which is, which is ideal for me um, just cause you know, I'm not missing out on any money. Um, Got it. Yeah. And I get to train by myself or with my trainer um, from Portland that gives me the good workouts. So, yeah. So how are you approaching training now then? And I guess how has that changed over time as you've kind of understood like what 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 the actual demands are to be yeah. ready for the NFL season? Yeah, the the biggest thing is like skill position training okay. um, is is important, but it's like you can't just do everything. Um, so I, I make sure I take care of my my trainer from Oregon. He's exceptional, exceptional. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's really good. I mean, he trains Sue. So like uh, you, okay. you see like Sue's somebody who can play 55 snaps a game mm -hmm. and won't get tired. Well, he'll get tired, but he won't, his play will not diminish. 
Right, it's not going to drop off. Yeah, yeah, not going to, yeah, from play one to play 55. So, uh, so whereas conditioning-wise and where that's concerned, we're keeping consistent with that. The only thing, the biggest piece that needs to be uh, picked up is the, like, skill position work in terms Mm. of combat, hand-to-hand combat, which is going to be missing because I'm not going to get plays in. But I got, like, this, like, pop-up dummy that has, arms that are like metal arms and all that stuff. So I got that. I just, I just got that delivered to the house so I can work on at least I can have a body in front of me that if I hit the arms hard enough, like they're not going to be like, Hey bro, that's too hard. Like it's a, it's a dummy. So, right. Um, so I make sure I work on that like three to four times a week, just get my mind right. I mean, it's a little difficult with like playbooks cause there's no playbook for me to learn. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like football is football. There's, there's, I mean, every team has a different name for the same stunts. Like as a three technique, you're only going to go straight forward inside, um, straight forward and back or outside. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, there will be a different names attached to it, but you have to make sure like you're good at what you can do. Um, because if the thing I realized, like if you don't define yourself and what you're good at, these coaches will like look at you and try to, put something on you that you don't do hmm. like they'll tell you, Hey, you should do this. And I'm like, no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> like it, it happens a lot. Like I, I look at it and like, like I'd rather not like, I know what I'm good at from my left side or yeah, from my left side. I know what I'm good at from my right side. So there's certain moves I'm not going to do based upon where I am, but I'm yeah. going to continue to work on them. But if you're like, Hey, shoot your fastball right now or throw your fastball. I'm like, all right, bet I got it. This, this is what, is what I, do I do here. Do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then, but like the thing is, like if you don't, if you don't define that, like as a youngin, like I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't take any of the moves that I went. I had this one guy who was like a technique coach that messed with my head. Like honestly, mm. he was telling me all that stuff you did at Prince is not gonna work in the league. And then so that got me like down in myself. Like he was supposed to help, but he actually hurt. Right. Um, Cause I was like, a lot of his moves, like I'm hitting people with a swipe in college. I did that in college. I hit people with a swipe in the league. Right. Like it's not, you, you define like your closing, how you, how you end. Like the biggest difference with like NFL and college is like college, you could be lazy off a good move and win. The NFL, mm. you can't be lazy off that move. So if I swipe somebody and I get past them, I have to expect that their body's coming. I have to expect that they're coming with something else that I have to counter. Yeah. Like, but in the college swipe, Oh, I'm gone. That's a sack. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all, that's all the things like during this time of year, I'm like ranting. Sorry. Uh, no, this, this is good, man. <laughs> and actually, I, I think uh, this is actually, actually something that I think is actually really applicable for people. Right. Yeah. It's like, at some point, like whatever it is that you're, you know, trying to be great at, like you kind of got to understand where your strengths are and lean in yeah. on them, right? Yeah. Like, I think about it, uh, you know, in a lot of different facets of my life. But like, if I if I took everyone's advice mm-hmm. and I constantly tried to adapt to what everyone thought was the best way to do it, like I'd be a master of none. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's real. Um, so no, I, you think mm-hmm. you're rambling. I, I actually <laughs> think that's great. And no. one thing I'm, I've always been interested in too is um, at this point in your career. I feel like for probably so much of your life, you're trying to get stronger. You're trying to get faster. 
Is that still a focus for you or are you at a point now where it's like, you know where you need to be to be effective mm-hmm. and you're just, you're just more concerned about like maintaining that level. Like what's that like from a training perspective for you? Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, we really don't. I mean, especially now it's tough, but right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's tough to be like, I, cause I can't order a bunch of kettlebells, but we have like certain markers. Like I remember we work on like a lot more functional strength and functional mm. functional movements and being strong within different areas of uh, of of mobility. So yeah. like I need to be just as strong when I'm stretching my arm out fully extended as I am when my arm is close to my body or when Got my it. hand is close to my body. I need to have that same level of strength because if I don't, then I'm compromised based upon where my hand is. Yeah. So one of the things my, my trainer works really well on is like us using our core and not that being abs or anything like that, but just us um, having stability in all of our movements. Hmm. Um, I remember we, in the beginning of this year, he had us going down to like a six inch box on a squat um, for like a, a, a lateral squat. And I was just like, oh, I never, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I have never. And he was like, yeah, by the end of this year, you should be able to get up from the ground. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, let's revisit that. But, <laughs> but like, those are the kind of measurables that he sets out. Um, so for me, I love it because yeah. uh, so often in college, like I remember like my last couple of years, I was like, I'm not trying to like, you have the whole squat max and the mm-hmm. coaches are telling you like, well, you haven't grown in your squat max. I'm like, I'm at 600. What? What do you want me to do? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to like be squatting 550 for reps. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Like, and it's so, like, what well, does, does that even translate? Probably yeah. negatively, yeah. to be honest. Like if I get really good at squatting, like yeah, exactly. the game is not played. Like who can squat the most? And I would have issues squatting too. Like I would have issues. Like as soon as I finished squatting, I like couldn't walk for a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I would get so tight and I didn't realize like how tight my hips were. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like I still have a great amount of power. Um, I have great amount of power in my legs, but my ability to sink lower and to operate at a lower level is, is so key. Oh, that's um, awesome. So that's one of the things that like we work so much more on my trainers. Like, yeah, we, I would rather have you use lighter weight and get more depth than use a heavy weight and go nowhere. Hmm. Um, so that's one of the things like I, he even got me on. I think we were doing squats yesterday with like a kettlebell and I was going two kettlebells in my hand. And he was like, no, no, just go a goblet. I had two weight vests on. It's like, go goblet, the two weight vests and just get your depth because I, I, I want the depth rather than this weight. Cause I mean, yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Well, let me ask you this, uh, you know, what, what is this going to be your, what season would this be going to seven? How do you feel now versus when you were a rookie? Like, do you feel, uh, I mean, cause, and I'm asking, cause it's like, dude, the wear and tear of an NFL season must be insane. Let alone seven of those. Yeah. It's like, you know, physically and emotionally, like, how do you feel now versus like when you were a rookie? Oh man. So the beautiful thing about as beautiful and not beautiful. Cause I lost money. So I didn't have as much wear and tear as somebody would ah, okay. going into year seven. Yeah. Cause like my rookie year, I played 10, 
Like I haven't, honestly, I haven't even played a, it's crazy. I'm vested, have all six years vested, but yeah. I have not played a full, have not played a full 16 yet. I've That's been wild. active for a full 16. Um, I think even when I was in Dallas, I was inactive like two games, but we went to the playoffs for two games. So I got like 13, 14, but like my wear and tear isn't crazy. I had the knee injury because uh, right. one of my teammates decided not to pick his head up when he tackled. Um, but uh, yeah, besides that, like that's really been the biggest hurdle. But for me, mm. I feel I just, I was, I was thinking about it the other day. Cause I was like jumping over hurdles at the house and I was like, I saw that. Are, I saw that on yeah. Instagram. I was like, these hurdles are 27 inches. Yeah. At the combine, I jumped a 26.5 vert. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I went from, yeah. <laughs> Dude, because well, I was looking at that and I, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get a, uh, if I can post to that in the show notes. But I was watching you go over these hurdles. Yeah. And I was like, man, I think he's still over 300 pounds. I was yeah. like, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I look at it now and like it's a, it's a training plus like I feel like physically I feel so much stronger. I feel like I recruit so many more muscles when I do exercises. Mm. Like whereas like a lot of things were so locked up in college. Like, yeah. Like if I took a step and I underestimate it because like it's me doing it, but like my steps are more powerful. Me activating my glutes when I when I'm running is it's. That's like one of the biggest, actually, that's another key that I had to develop during my first year of training. It's like oh, okay. actually coming out of my hips um, because I was so locked up. I could never do it. So I was like kind of just fake running or not running that hard. Mm. Um, but that physically, it's like that's a big jump for me in terms of like being able to do this and like, oh, yeah, that's nothing. Jump. Yeah, I can do that. I was like, ask my trainer, you want me to go higher? He's like, no, we're good. Um, but like, just be able to, just be able to do that confidently. Cause I remember I had the, the one that was more impressive was the chairs because the chairs had the, uh, uh, had a little more distance cause they were wider. Oh, okay. And I was like, I remember when I did that, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. I need some hurdles. Cause, <laughs> cause you like, once you jump over, you still got to kick your legs out. Right. To right, the right, end. Right. It's cause like the hurdles are really thin. And I was like, oh man. But I was tired. Like I was when I did those chairs, I was like, oh, this is this is a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's a big thing. Like physically, I'm just I, I like if I could tell myself, I mean, I, there's no way I could have known uh, mm. what to be doing unless I had met Sue and like gone to Portland. So yeah. like it's the best situation worked out after Mercury here. But like in terms of playing wise, just been like. I even tell rookies now, I'm like, you're here for a reason. Like you, people will let you doubt yourself. Hmm. You have to be careful about the voices. Like you're talking about being like, people will tell you all, give you all all this advice, but you have to be careful about the voices you allow into your space. Hmm. Because like when I was a rookie, I was like, just trying to listen to everything, which is yeah. some of it was good information. And then some of it wasn't like some people like will come in and like, in order to make themselves seem like they have better information for you than you have for yourself, they'll tear down what you know. Uh, and it's crazy. Like I've had, I had this one guy who literally like tear down the things that I would do and like tell me this and that. And like, this is what you should be doing. Yeah. And then for where that was concerned, I became less confident. Anytime I met with him or spoke with him, I 
played worse. Like it was huh. like, cause I was thinking too much instead of being like, I'm here for a reason. I'm in the sleep for a reason. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly how to play football. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing I was, t- I, I tell myself, like I was, when I was in Arizona this past year, I was, I had frustrating times with, with the D line coaches they had. Um, because like I was in that crisis of like trying to tell them, um, listen, I can play football. I don't like, I'm not a rookie. Don't talk to me like I'm a rookie. Yeah. Uh, like I, I know what to do. Um, whereas when I was a rookie, I was just like, yes, sir. Okay. Right. Like it's <laughs> a, a huge difference in terms of like being confident in yourself and then like second guessing yourself every second. Yeah. Oh man. Well, dude, I think, I think that's the the perfect place to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, good. All right. So, so I know right now there's nothing but unknowns out there, but, uh, you know, when you're sitting in this position, like, do you have any situations that you're tracking or is it really just fluid and it's, it's going to come down to end of summer who's on a roster, who has yeah. needs? I mean, there were, te- there are teams that I would love to, to go to. Yeah. Um, just because like, I remember I, I, I wish I never got hurt at the chargers cause I love their, their D line coach is great. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, granted, the coaches with the Cowboys have now left. So that's what it'd be like. But there are t- certain organizations and certain teams that was a part of that, that I really like um, the way that they're headed. And I like what they do D line wise, which is yeah. crazy. Like 49ers, uh, Raiders just hired the old uh, D line coach from the Cowboys. Ah, okay. Um, so they're like situations in which, like, I'm like, oh, this would be tough. This would be awesome to get into. And like obviously, like you can hope they get there, but at this at this point in my in my career, I'm just like, listen, if I I just trust and have faith, like all right, I just need to be ready because honestly, like Arizona was a three four, and I don't really like the three four like that. But hmm. the way that the league is turning, everyone's going nickel on like second down and third down now. So yeah. every three four team has somehow become like a a four, three team on, hmm. on, on sub downs. So it's, it's an ideal situation which like wherever I, I, I can go, uh, I can play immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's advantages to both, but right now I'm just like, whatever happens in July, I'm just enjoying my time. I'm hoping to get access to some classes, uh, uh, just start to think about life next, uh, life after football. But, uh, uh, I mean, really, it's it's a, it's a dope time. It's just unfortunate that everybody's quarantined. But uh, like, this is a this is an awesome time. Like, I remember last year when I was home, I was just I was just literally just training, and I get to travel a little bit, got to see people, got to hang out. Yeah. Uh, but that's the beauty of it. Like, at least this time of free agency is just like, yeah, you're you're not a free agent, whatever, or you are a free agent, you get to chill. Like yeah. even like some guys that take OTAs off, like mm. I know like Tom Brady would take OTAs off and like some other guys would take OTAs off because like I want to spend time with my family, which right. makes sense. I don't have, a, I mean, I have my parents, but I don't have like kids. Yeah. But I, I'm important too. So <laughs> <laughs> come on, Karan, you matter. <laughs> so it's nice to like have time just to be with yourself and just like work on what you can work on, but also like enjoy the freedom of the spring. Yeah. Ah, oh, good, man. Well, dude, this has been awesome. I appreciate yeah, it. And uh, it's pleasure. been a lot of fun uh, watching your career thus far. And, uh, 
you know, selfishly, Karan, I'm hoping to get a few more years out of it. So uh, keep up those plyos, buddy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, for, for folks who want to follow along, where's a good place? I, I obviously follow you on Instagram. Is yeah. that the best place? Uh, Instagram would probably be the best place. Um, I'm trying to be more faithful uh, with Twitter and Facebook. All right. Perfect. Um, yeah. My Twitter is like Chop Read and my Facebook is my name. I, I like just realized that I did not activate my Facebook page. Um, <laughs> it has been active. It has been a page in existence since 2015. Just not active. No. <laughs> I've been yeah. like posting everything from Instagram onto there. And the other day I was like, I wonder how many. Oh, it's not on. It's oh, not it's even not, going. It's not. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll link to all those accounts in the show notes. But uh, best of luck, buddy. Enjoy, enjoy the time uh, as much as quarantine allows. Oof, man. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to get you back on at some point. For sure. Appreciate it. Man, mommy. You better go ask mommy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start right now are you ready yeah should i start with that (laughs) so this will actually be where the show starts um i would just like the listeners to know the way this happens every time we start is i ask you to test your mic and i say say something into the mic and i would say without a shadow of a doubt every single time you say something into the mic and i want to flip this damn table every time i realize i'm coming in a little hot i didn't do that this time i think yeah i know you threw me a curveball you sang uh what is that song i don't know but i'm not gonna sing it again yeah holy moly um i think without exaggeration it is 100 degrees in this room right now yeah it's, i'm delirious and that is because i was excited I, that it was warm because it's cold downstairs but now i'm uncomfortable yeah it's because i think it's literally and i don't mean that figuratively i mean like rob Lowe. literally it's 100 degrees outside we are in what is a finished attic <laughs> with no airflow mm-hmm. my glasses are fogging people are like ew he wears glasses yes i wear glasses i've stared at a computer screen for too long i'm salty i'm sorry the kids have me fired up bedtime did not go well and they're yeah. very sweet but they're manipulators Mm-hmm. You're easily manipulated, though. Yeah, I know. Everybody manipulates you. My little, my my little guy, our little guy. His uh, his big one right now is uh, dad, 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 dad. I, I just need to tell you something. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, okay, what is it, buddy? He's like, well, <laughs> dinosaurs. I'm like, oh god, here we go. He's like, oh, scary. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are actually. And then I get sucked in. Mm-hmm. So Karan was on the show. Yeah. What a good one, huh? Yeah, this is a really good episode. Yeah. And I walked away the first time. I was kind of like, you know, I know Karan too well. I wonder if other people are going to enjoy this one. Yeah. Well, he was very vulnerable. So it it was nice to hear because he's had an incredible journey. I know you call him a journeyman. I've never heard that term before. This, um, you started this podcast, but like his journey through the NFL has been wild. Well, that's Yeah. That's exactly why I say it. I mean, it's a, it's a common phrase, right? It's like someone who has like been on a number of teams over the course of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, you has know, he been on six teams. Uh, he may be, he was with the lions twice. It, yeah. It might be six teams. Yeah. Yeah. But crazy. just how, how incredible 
is his story. I mean, he went from what I loved, I think, which is so cool. Yeah, actually, maybe I got to remember what my first takeaway is, but that is my first takeaway. What I thought was so cool is he ended his first season uh, with the coach saying, like, look, if if you show up playing like you did, like, you're probably not going to make the team. Yeah. Right. And like, I think anyone faced with that type of, uh, I guess, challenge would go one of two ways. You would either like fold in on yourself and be like, oh, I don't have what it takes. Like, I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you could do what he did and say, you know what? I'm going to double down. I'm going to literally invest my time and money and energy in figuring out how to like write this ship. And yeah. he got to a place where he was the starter. Mm-hmm. You know, awesome. like that just shows like you He's have so much control piece, over your own destiny. Yeah. You know, it's so much about like what's between your ears, not just because his physical ability was never in question. Yeah. Right? Well, he said that he talked to, he listened to so many people mm-hmm. his first year and a lot of it was not, was detrimental to his progress. Yeah. Yeah. And actually that's, that's one of the takeaways I have. And maybe we'll just jump to that one, that one first. Um, and I can't, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes cause you had a couple of really good ones, but, but yeah, I have that written down right in front of me. Be careful of which voices you let in. Was that the one you had? Yep. Here, go ahead and finish it. Cause you had the whole thing. <laughs> no, that's it. That was his quote. Be careful about the voices you let into your space. But he says, he tells yeah. rookies you're here for a reason. So you have to be careful to the people you're listening to. Yeah. And you know, Eric Hosmer said something similar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because you think like once you get to the professional level and I'm sure it's accurate, but like just as someone who's like a fan, you would think like NFL coaches are the cream of the crop. Like what they say is like probably the right way to do things. And from multiple guys who have had long careers, you know, and Eric's been an all-star. Uh, Karan's been a starter. He's, you know, he's <laughs> faced a lot of adversity via injuries and all these things. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, like you, you kind of have to like pick and choose and make a decision on like what's good advice or what's something that you need to like take in and be like, you know what? This is not, this is not right for me. Yeah. So interesting. But like, yeah. it's kind of like that with life. I, but I would say, and being like a college athlete, but also just being a kid, it's very difficult to know which advice is the advice you should take and the advice that you should just like disregard. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you're young. Yeah. Another thing you said is people will, um, <clears throat> they'll tear down what you know and like how you do things mm. because it makes you feel like they've got knowledge that you don't have definitely been around people like that yeah and it's so i've so have i and it's so annoying yeah yeah and it's just insecurity especially when you're young and you're that's someone who's older than you mm-hmm. been in whatever industry for a long time you're like oh they must know so i like i must be doing something wrong right so it's easy to get that get your headspace all messed up yeah and if you don't have I was going to say leadership, but I guess like almost like a good mentor. It's confusing. It's hard to figure out, you know, depending on like if it's sports, if it's work, like it takes a little while to get your footing and to have the confidence to say like, no, you know what? Now I see how it needs to be done. And that advice that I got was terrible. Yeah, I think Ted is a found dick. That in, what's his name, Sue? <laughs> <laughs> Ted is a dick. Yeah, Ted's a dick. <laughs> Sorry if there's any Ted's out there. What were you saying about Sue? That's oh, I think N- you N- found N- that. Sue. Yeah. 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 And uh I know you're not the biggest football fan, but yeah, Dominic and Sue is 
a literal monster. I think he's. I, I know if like he's, five football players' names. Yeah, Crumb if being he, one of them. Yeah, if he's not the highest paid NFL defensive lineman, he's one of them. I mean, he is phenomenal. Yeah. So it's. Uh, I think it, you know it sounds like, and Kron said as much. Huge to have him, you know, as a training partner, and probably got a lot of good guidance that yeah. enabled him to come back with like the right men- mentality. I'm sure for that next season. Um, so I, sorry, I stole your takeaway. I told you it was awesome, and then I freaking. You just, just swooped in. I swooped in, stole the glory. <laughs> One thing that he said, though, thinking about that jump from that first year where he kind of had that pivotal moment where he could have gone one of two ways. Um, you know, he made that decision by help with that sports psychologist, you know, be present in the moment. And I love that for him, that meant as literal as, you know, he, he would write the three things that he needed to do on each snap to like give him the best chance of success. And so it's Mm -hmm. interesting, right? Because it's like by being present, what I take that is like be locked in and focused on your task. What was interesting to me is what he also said was detrimental to him was being overly focused on just checking boxes. Mm -hmm. So it's like such a fine line. Yeah. Like if he goes down this road, not, not to put words in his mouth, I think he said this specifically, like of being robotic you know, just doing what he was supposed to do in a robotic fashion. Like that's how you get beat. Mm-hmm. However, having the presence of mind to be focused on the task at hand and execute, you know, that that's the necessity to actually do your job well. So it's like, why are you smiling at me like that? <laughs> You've just never looked more like a podcaster. Oh, why? Like you got glasses? your glasses on <laughs> and you're getting very into the, like, your lots of hand gestures. Yeah, a lot of hand gestures. We, sh- we should get the video back of this. I know they can't see my my wee tiny little hat that I'm wearing, <laughs> and I got on my I got on he's my not, chaps. No, he's in not the wearing, overalls. He's not wearing any of those things. <laughs> and I got my feather in my cup. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. It's so hot up it's here. It's so goddamn hot. I'm almost glad that Why'd we don't have... Why'd you shut the door? Yeah, well, because the air conditioners that, that keep the rest of the house cool <laughs> are running, and it makes for poor audio. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Kenny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be present in the moment. That's a big one. I think that translates. And you know what? Even uh, to throwback, Greg Carton, episode two, that's one of the things that he's like, you got to find a way to be present. That can mean a lot of different things for different people, but mm-hmm. like what he tells his golfers... It's like, you got to be present. Yeah. She's just sitting. She's sitting <laughs> here. Other, you wanted my other takeaway? Just looking at me. Yeah, I do want to, I do want to know. Um, guys who weigh more, as you call it, big bodies. Big bodies. They're really 280 pound guys mm-hmm. with big bellies. Yeah. Hot take by Kron there. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, it's probably so true. Yeah. Meanwhile, and for those Is of you Is that extra weight really helping them? I think to an extent just like having more mass depending on your role. Like, like he said, I can't remember if you said it was like a, I don't know your job is to just go and fill the two gap. Like there's guys in the NFL, their job is just to get in there and not get moved. Is that what Vince Wilfork was? Maybe. He's actually the biggest person I've ever seen in my life. He's a big dude. And he was carrying around a little, uh, yeah, huge little cushion, little cushion for the pushing. But I think there's something to be said. For having a lot of mass, right? I, so I think there's probably like a couple of schools of thought, which is Karan was saying, right? The one GM's like, I don't want anyone under 320. Mm-hmm. Because in his mind, through his analysis, he probably thought guys who are 320 and above are harder to move. Whereas and if no one, if you don't know what Karan Reed looks like, 
I encourage you to Google him yeah, he, and look at what he looked like baseball. when he went to the NFL Combine. Hmm. And I think he was 305, and he is shredded yeah. 305. Yeah. I mean, he is a freak. There's there's a reason he was the number one uh, D1AA FCS recruit in the country. Recruit, prospect, sorry. Um, but yeah, so I think that's like, uh, you know, to Karan's point, he's like, I don't need to be 320 to get my job done. He's like, I'm 300 without the body fat. Yeah. But he also recognizes it's a business, you know? And so that's kind of, I don't know if I have this as my takeaway, but you have to stick to your guns, but you also be, have to be willing to like be objective, take a step back and say like, okay, I've stuck to my guns, but is that preventing me from getting opportunities that otherwise I know I would crush? Yeah. And he's like, look, you need me to be over 305? Fine. He's like, I can play better 295, but if that's like a box you need me to check, like done, because I, I want to play in the NFL too. So really interesting to hear all the dynamics kind of at play for these guys in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy all the things he's been through. Yeah, you just want to talk about the bellies. I can see it. <laughs> You're like, can we just get back to talking about these I just, I'm always just like so surprised by these guys that don't look like they're in shape. Like, how are they playing so many snaps in a game and it's just like I you would think they'd get so tired carrying all that extra weight because that weight's not helping well what and I uh yeah I mean I played football but I was even interested to hear Karan's take on like snaps like how many he's playing yeah he's like oh yeah you know when he first came back and he's first you know getting on a team and he wasn't like in in season shape he was like 15 he's like great or maybe it was 25 I can't remember but it was interesting to me. I was like, oh, wow, like you have, you guys have it dialed in and you know exactly, you know, based on how many snaps you're going to play, like what sort of effort and energy you can, you can give. And so I think for some of these big guys, they're situational, mm-hmm. you know, they're only in there on certain, certain down, certain down and distance. So they don't, they don't need to have the energy to like, well, he said that, I don't know. I've never seen that. The guys, what's his name? Something Sue? Yeah. Ndamukong Sue. Ndamukong Sue. He said that he plays 50 snaps a game. Yeah, and he's massive. That's crazy. And I, but like, I don't think you would ever look at him and be like, oh, he's overweight. Like, he is Uh-oh. just a monster. Yeah, I need And that's that's why, I mean, I think he really does have one of the biggest contracts in, in football as far as I should have looked line. at pictures before this. I look like a fool. <sighs> you look like a fool. <laughs> Sitting across from me. Do you think anyone listens to this? <laughs> is anyone listening to us still? Well, I don't know. I know you're just I'm mesmerized by my chaps. The question is, oh my God. are they assless? <laughs> That's such a weird path you went yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Sign up for the email list to find out what sort of chaps I'm wearing. Ew. No one's listening. So <laughs> let's wrap it up here. Last one. I think this is crucial. The need to be confident mm-hmm. and to dial it back or rather thinking about last week's uh, Dr. Colleen Hacker. She said, look, you, there's no need for mental toughness when things are going well. Yeah. When things are going well, like everyone is mentally capable of dealing with that. It's when things start going bad or like you've hit that dry spell, you're in that slump. That's when like the mental toughness comes into play. And I, what I felt like came through when talking to Quran is, and maybe he didn't have this right when he got into the league, but he's developed it. This confidence to know, no, like I'm doing the right things. My mm-hmm. skills are where they need to be. From a training perspective, I'm ready. 
Like I just need to wait for the right team to be ready for me to be on there. And then I'm going to go kill it. Yeah. Which he does, which he does. And it's gotta be so crazy sitting at home with just so much uncertainty. Yeah. It's wild. And especially like they bring you in for three days and cut you and then they sign you right back. It's crazy that like he kept on saying like he would go work out for someone mm-hmm. like that. You just go and like, yeah. people like try you on and it's, and it's crazy. And it's funny too, because now that he's a veteran, he's certainly, I mean, it really, from a business standpoint, it is more expensive to sign on Quran than it is to like bring in some rookie on a rookie salary. Mm-hmm. And so these teams who are trying to like squeeze under these like caps um, are basically making the decision. We're like, Hey, look, this guy would be better today, but this guy's cheaper. We have to pay him less. Like, uh, let's just go there so that we so that we can do X, Y, and Z. Like it, it must mm-hmm. be just so frustrating. Yeah. And like he was saying, like he would get on a team and kill it and they'd be like, Hey, we're just going to deactivate for you this game, deactivate you for this game and then sign you back on Monday. So messed like, up. Okay. So you're telling me to my face, you're taking money out of my pocket. Yeah. Could you imagine if they could do that at like my job? <laughs> no. Hey, That's Ken, crazy they can get away with it. Ken, you had a really good last quarter. We're going to drop you for right now, but we're going to bring you in at the end of Q1 when we need some deals closed <laughs> for minimum. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, what a... I I love the perspective that he was able to give because I, I don't think the average person understands that this is how the NFL operates for the majority of folks. I didn't. Yeah. I mean... I'm like below average when it comes to being a football fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a D minus student, but it's, I mean, it's, it was wild to me. I had no idea it worked like that. Well, and this is why the NFL is so brutal too. Cause it's a timing thing. Like these contract years for these guys are so critical. And then if you get injured at the wrong year, you could find yourself in this path where it's like all the hard work you put in, you're not going to get like compensated for. Because yeah. now there's a question about your health and, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. But I mean, the amount, what is it? This will be his seventh season, I think, or he's been, I mean, like, it's incredible. The, the average career is like three and a half seasons or something. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's inspiring. I, it actually, not to tie everything back to like my sales job, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like a lot of that confidence that he has to have when like times are rough. It's like, man, I can relate to that. Yeah. You just have to like have faith that you're doing the right things yeah. and that eventually it's going to turn around, um, you know, because it, it's easy to get into a negative spiral. So I, I thought I was really can apply what? that to their lives. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Especially if your kids are manipulating you at that <laughs> time. Full circle. Totally. All right. Anything else? Um, no. But <laughs> Let's get this this tiny hat and these chaps off. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even look at you in, uh, in the eye. In the glasses. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. Uh, all right. Else. Well, hey, if you made it this far, folks, thank you. Uh, maybe you just couldn't find your phone to shut off the episode. <laughs> if you're enjoying it, though, please do get, uh, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps. Uh, we've got a really good show next week coming up with Alex Harrison. Mm-hmm. Awesome. U.S. bobsledder. Uh, now pretty competitive cyclist, but doing some really cool things with a company called Renaissance Periodization and sneak peek. He's living in my hometown right now. Oh no. Completely, completely, uh, Arlington, Washington. Arlington, Washington. Shout out Arlington. 
All right, folks. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.